Welcome back to a double shot of branding podcast. Today we have a special guest with us, Courtney. Courtney is a full-time entrepreneur and designer. She went from being a personal trainer and nutritionist to building a full-time web design business in less than 90 days. She is now the CEO of Courtney Marie and Co., a design agency helping coaches and course creators stand out online to attract their ideal clients through branding and Kajabi websites. Her favorite part about entrepreneurship is being able to do what she loves and helping others bring their brand to life to help them grow their business. So welcome, Courtney. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Super excited to uh, chat today. Yeah. So today we brought Courtney on because she made quite the career change and we would love to talk to her about making a career change, how you pivot. And if you're out there thinking about making a career change, then this episode is for you. So Courtney, um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what were the events leading up to your career change that prompted you to make the switch? Yeah, so I'll kind of I'll kind of back up and start in college because it's funny how it comes full circle. So I actually went to school for design, advertising, and public relations. Uh, about junior year, I decided I don't want to do this. Um, you know, I was doing graphic design for like the student union on campus, and I was like, I do not like this at all. Um, so I actually went the fitness route. And I wanted to pursue fitness. I was going through my own transformation. And anytime you go through your transformation, you want to help other people. So that was, you know, that was my calling. That was my path. Got into MLM. I think MLMs are a great start for people who don't really know what they want to do. The community is great. Um, From there, I pursued personal training. And I thought that that was my path for life. Like, this is what I'm going to do for the next, I don't know, 30, 40 years. Um, turns out after personal training, I had a back injury and I kind of started to slowly lose my passion for fitness, like for helping others. I went from in-person to online training, loved it, but just, you know how like you get to a point and you're just like, mm, something doesn't feel right. Like this feels out of alignment right now. Um, And I didn't really know what was next. So I guess for the injury, I knew that I needed, I needed a nine to five, maybe let me go try out this nine to five world. I could, I think going through my jobs, looking back, the longest time I've ever kept a job was like two years. Like I just needed something new all the time. Um, so fast forward, I'm like, okay, I need a nine to five. And I saw Kajabi was in Irvine. So I walk into Kajabi and I'm like, I want to work here. What, what do I need to do? And they created a job, social media marketer. Um, and I started working at Kajabi, loved it. I loved, I knew I loved the platform. I use it for my business. Um, and that was my next step not knowing that it would then lead me into, you know, after I left Kajabi, I decided to do um, like virtual assistant work on the side. And that kind of led one thing to another. So slowly my fitness side hustle started to go down and then my VA business started to pick up. 
So it slowly started pivoted. I wouldn't say that the pivot was intentional. You know, I think it was, you know, I believe in God and I believe that everything happens for a reason. So I truly believe that, you know, he knew that my passion was slowly dying out. And so I needed something to pick up and it just happened so organically. Um, I had people reaching out like, hey, you need to do this. Like you need to get back into design. And so I just went for it. You know, I dove, I dove in and I let go of fitness and I let my VA business turn into web design. And that's how it all started. I wish I wish I had like a pivotal moment, but for me, it just happened very organically. If that makes sense. I love how you just like walked in there and you're like, Hey, I want to work here. So right. I was so nervous. Was, here. Yeah. That is the craziest part of that story. Cause people, I could people, never do that. Get so nervous. Yeah. Like applying for even jobs, um, you know, kind of old school, like going in and even asking for an application, people don't want to do that anymore. So that's awesome that you just walked in and you're like, Hey, I need to work here. So what do we got to do to make that happen? Yeah. And like, cause they had no openings on their website, but you know, if you're listening and even if you're not an entrepreneur and you want a job, one of the best things that you can do is show the initiative. Like that is not, that's old school. It is not lost. That still works in this day and age, whatever day and age, millennials, whatever. Um, <laughs> walk in, show that you're committed. Because if someone did that to me as a business owner, showed that they were committed, that just shows that they want to go the extra mile. Um, but yeah. 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 And like pers you stand personally, sure. personally, I'm thinking of like, there are multiple positions that I could hire within my business too. If somebody reached out to me and like pitched me this way that they could help me grow. Like mm -hmm. I might actually consider hiring that person as well. So there are a lot of businesses who know that they need a position filled. They just haven't had the time yet to like outline it, write it down, give it to HR and stuff. So you never exactly. know what opportunities are out there. Yeah. Pitch yourself, get comfortable with rejection. Yeah, definitely. What advice would you have for somebody um, besides, you know, pitching themselves, going for it for somebody who is looking to change to a completely different industry or maybe like helping them identify a career path that is aligned with their values? Like somebody who's just lost and they know that they need to make a change, but they have no idea where to start. Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. So I would first look at you know, what are the things that you're passionate about? Write those things down. And then also ask your friends or your coworker, or maybe not your coworkers, but um, like peers in your space, like, hey, what are some things that you think I'm good at? Or what are some things also think are people coming to you for certain things or specific advice, like those things aren't just out of coincidence. People, if people are coming to you for something, maybe stop and think like, hmm, if they're coming to me for this, maybe more people need that. And so for me, I had people telling me, Courtney, you need to do this. Like you're sitting on a gold mine. I said, I've heard that from five people. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like I'm over here doing my fitness thing. 
And then once I started to open and release and basically be open to the possibility, that's when things took off. Like I was like, okay, let me just try it, right? What's the worst thing that could happen? You go back and do what you were doing before. Cool. You go back and get a new job. Cool. There's tons of jobs out there. Um, So I would say write down the things you're passionate about and ask people, hey, what are, you know, what do you think I'm good at? And then that's a good starting point. Yeah, I think that's some great advice too. That's kind of how I stumbled into being a designer myself is like, it was a side gig for me just because people kept coming to me and asking me for designs that were family family members and friends. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even think that I could make it a career either until somebody came to me and asked what my pricing was for a logo. Oh gosh. Wait, what was was your first, uh, what (laughs) what was your first price for a logo? Um, it was $325. (laughs) Okay. Well that's good for a first logo, you know? Yeah. I remember sitting there Googling, um, what should I charge as a logo designer? And when you Google that, there are so many different things that pop up ranging from a hundred dollars to $10,000. And I was just so lost. I know a lot of other designers, I've heard stories of them charging like a hundred bucks, 50 bucks for a logo. So I did not go that low. I felt like at the time, $325 was very high. Yeah. (laughs) And it probably was because I was a newbie starting out, but yeah, I had no idea what I was doing, but that really did spark the idea in my head of, oh, I can actually charge people money for this and turn it into a job for myself. Right. And work from home and be the introvert that we are. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Interview's dream. I remember my first website. I looked back and I took a screenshot so I can remember this. I think it was six hundred dollars for like a four or five page website. I was like, what was I thinking? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like if you're just starting out, no one knows what they're doing. So don't feel like you have to have your excuse my language, but shit together because no one does. And if they do, I mean, if they look like they do, they probably don't on the inside. So yeah, I always hear, I always hear entrepreneurs in Facebook groups talk about wanting to, um, you know, start their own business, make your career change, and they just don't know where to start. And I think Mm -hmm. the biggest thing you can do is just like, write a to-do list, just get it going. (laughs) Nobody cares (laughs) if your website is crappy in the beginning. Um, You're going to be going through so many changes in your business. It's okay. Just like get it out there. I feel like so many people are just scared to start their Mm -hmm. idea that they just sit on it for years and years before actually doing anything about it. I think uh, people also don't realize that they can do a change within their industry still. Mm. So maybe they're working like in an office and they've worked in the healthcare for, you know, 10 years. They don't always have to go to like a freelance job. They could do Mm -hmm. something like consulting for healthcare or writing blog posts for uh, healthcare for big websites and stuff like that. So you can also, I think, do something within your industry for those people who like want something different, but just don't have, don't have any idea and like don't have a, a hobby or something that they could turn into a full-time 
Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that because not everyone needs, you know, you don't have to be, like you said, a freelancer. You There's many different paths that you can take. So if you um, had some advice to give to somebody who was a full-time employee or is a full-time employee at somewhere like corporate type setting, and they want to make the jump to full-time freelancing entrepreneur, um, what advice would you give for them to make that leap? Like mm-hmm. any financial advice, practical advice, I guess, for those who are kind of scared to leave their jobs. Yeah. Don't do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I tend to just take, I I'm the person that jumps in and figures the rest out later. Um, not always the best approach, but it gets the job done. So I left, um, if I were to go back and do it all over, I probably would have had my full time or had my side hustle match my full-time income before I left. I kind of just left and was like, I'll figure this out. Like I'll make this work, which it did, but it, it is more stressful. Um, and it's the harder, you know, a little harder to take. That's probably what I would do. Make sure that whatever job that you have now, have your side hustle match that income, and then probably save up to anywhere from three to six months of savings uh, to cover your personal and business expenses. Because in entrepreneurship, especially your first year, maybe two years, there's a lot of ups and downs. You could have a okay, if you're just starting out, you could have a 5k month, you could have a 1k month, you could have a 10k month, you could have, you know, a 2k, you just don't know in zero month. (laughs) Yeah, or a zero month. Yeah, you could have a couple of those starting out. So just save up. Yeah, that definitely is some good advice. Um, I didn't follow that advice either. But (laughs) um, I actually got laid off from my job. So I was just kind of like thrown into my business. Um, But I had the same scary thoughts like, oh my gosh, how is this income going to match what I was making? And the being a business owner is definitely stressful and you're never going to make the same amount each month, mm-hmm. I guess, unless you have like very strong systems in place, I will say. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, I love systems. <laughs> a whole nother topic. We could talk I could about. talk about that all day. <laughs> um, okay. So Great advice though. Last question that I have for you is how do you know when it's the right time for a career change? You kind of touched on this a little bit that you felt like there was something within you that needed to change. Is there any other um, like telltale signs? Mm, Well, first things first, there's never a right time. Um, So don't keep waiting. Like if you're going to wait for the right time, it's never going to come that goes in business, that goes in life, relationships, um, you know, kid, having kids, like everyone says, we just, you know, there's never a right time. You can't just wait till everything lines up because you're just going to keep waiting. So that would be my first tip of advice. But I would also listen to your intuition. One thing that I'm focusing on this year is really kind of leaning into more of my feminine side and more of my intuition, feeling into my body, um, you know, talking to God more and just like really listening because your body will tell you. 
if you truly are in tune with it, I felt a lot of stress around trying to push, push, push fitness. And if you're constantly trying to force something to work or force something to get to the point where you want it to get, sometimes you need to take a step back and be like, am I forcing this or do I need to go a different route, right? Like I was in fitness probably three, four years. And it just, when I took a step back, I was like, I don't know if I can get this to the level that I want to be at. And I feel like I'm constantly going to be hustling. And I don't want that. That, you know, that's another reason why I moved out of California. I don't want to constantly be hustling. I just want to live a very content life and be happy. Like, you know, um, so I would look into that, you know, am I forcing it? Or does this feel in alignment in flow? You know, yes, there's a hustle period. I talk about this a lot. You can manifest things, but you also have to put in the work and hustle. You cannot skip the hustle. I think a lot of new entrepreneurs, they want, um, or I guess, let me back up. It's maybe advertise, make six figures in three months. Um, That can happen, but you don't know that person's backstory. Maybe they came from a corporate marketing background where they have years of marketing experience and they just needed that one little thing from a coach that helped them get to six figures in three months. Um, I know we did six figures in seven months, but I had three, about three years of dabbling trial and error and, you know, failing, 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 and then it happened. So I, I do want to kind of preface that because I think it can be misleading in the entrepreneur space. Do you agree? Oh, I totally 100%. agree. There we are talk so about many... this all the time. <laughs> yeah, there are so many people I see in Facebook groups, Instagram that are just really chasing that goal. And I think it is definitely set out there a lot unintentionally maybe by coaches, yeah, but I think that it's setting a kind of unrealistic goal for people. Um, and some people don't even want to hit six figures, you know, like they just want to sit comfortably and maybe they're doing this because they want to stay at home with their kids. Like you never really know, but, um, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's can be, uh, challenging for new entrepreneurs to see everybody else, you know, seemingly do their business and become so successful and wondering how they can, Um, make that much money so fast. And sometimes that's just not realistic. Most of the time, like 90% of the time. (laughs) Yeah. I was in that trap of comparing myself like, Oh my God, like so-and-so, how are they doing like $50,000 months? And, but then I had to take a step back. There was actually one person, I didn't know her backstory and I was seeing she was doing great, doing great. And then I learned her backstory. She actually worked at a lot of startups in marketing. And I was like, Oh, well, that makes sense. Now, you know, I didn't have a marketing or business, well, kind of marketing advertising is a little different, but um, I didn't have a business background. So, 
you know, that's another thing. If you're starting a business, like if you can take a business class, you get thrown into a lot of stuff that you have to learn right off the bat. Um, just saying, get ready because there's a lot that comes at you. Yes. Yes. All oh the hats. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that you're constantly learning as a business owner, which is, I mean, my favorite part of having my own business is like, I feel like I learn something new every single day. I right? love it. I learned uh, a lot about taxes last year. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, uh, oops. <laughs> uh, yeah. When I, my sister is my bookkeeper actually. And oh my God, that's so she, nice. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Kaden also has a family member that does her taxes. How as do you well. get the, what the heck? <laughs> my father-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have to worry. I just send in my stuff and call it a day. (laughs) My family are farmers, so I don't think that's going to (laughs) work. But no, my sister has opened my eyes to a lot of things and like how to be more organized with finances and like, okay, you need to send me this receipt and this receipt. And I'm like, oh gosh, where is that? So I've learned over time to become more organized for her sake. So she doesn't kill me, but yeah. Oh That's gosh, super there's... embarrassing when you have to send all your stuff to an accountant and you're like, they ask you, I'm like, oh, um, I don't know, but I have all this information. Can I just send it all to you? But yeah, yeah, I've definitely become more organized for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And it helps, it helps you keep track of like your projected income and like mm-hmm. actually plan for your business. I will say that that was a big help. For sure. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I'm currently, that's kind of one of my big goals starting in the next month or so is to like really sit down and do like analyze projections and all that kind of stuff, stuff that I've been putting off for a long time because right? it just sounds so boring to me. It's like, I want to design. Yes. All right. So do you have anything new that your business is launching soon? Anything fun that you want to chat with us about? And also, can you let our uh, listeners know where they can find you in case they are interested in working with you? Yeah. So um, you can just find me on Instagram at CourtneyMarie.me. I need to change the name for our agency just because it has grown to what, which I'm very grateful for. Um, It's just Courtney Marie and co doesn't do it anymore. (laughs) So we will be launching a new name for the agency, um, but check us out on Instagram and then something new we're launching. Um, You know, we launched our template shop. So we have that. You can go to CourtneyMarieCo.com to check out Kajabi templates and then we'll just be launching the pot or relaunching the podcast probably Q4. So I'm super excited for that. Oh, super exciting. What's your podcast about? Branding uh-huh. stuff? Yeah, it's going to be like all encompassing like branding, business, marketing, life, everything. Awesome. Um, the old podcast was about fitness. So it's just relaunching that. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I look forward to hearing what your new business name will be. That's sounds like you're going through a lot of changes right now, which will be super exciting for you. Yeah. Super excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on air with us. This was super useful. And I know a lot of people 
are going to love this episode if they're thinking about a career change, pivoting in their business. Um, yeah, thanks for having. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for having us. Thank thanks you. For being yeah, thank you for having us. me. This was fun. I love podcasts and love just chatting. So awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you want to hear some more fun chats that we have coming up. And we'll see you next time.